we do, there's nothing, no matter how great, how difficult, that'll ever be able to stop us. As long as we realize our hand is in His hand. And no matter what Satan ever does, what trick, what trap, how low, how down, how discouraged, that does not matter. As long as my hand's in His hand, He'll lead us. One day we'll look back as the man saw the dream and he saw two sets of footprints, you've heard it, through the good times, and then he looked and the hard times and the difficult times and he saw one set. And he asked the Lord, Lord, why? Why just the one set? Because I was carrying you. You know how we are. We're so selfish. Boy, I'd done this. I'd done that. You're talking about humiliating when we look back and realize, them at your foot tracks, them's mine. I was packing you through the hard times. How many can say he's done you that way? Time and time again. Amen. God bless you. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord tonight? <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I hear tell that our COVID numbers are doing better and better. Ain't that wonderful? I hear tell that they're saying maybe a herd immunity. I mean, we're not cows or sheep, but they're still calling us herd immunity. So hopefully we'll get to a place where we can take them stinking things and throw them as far as we can throw them and say, hallelujah. Won't that be wonderful? Carol told me the other day, she said, Donnie, it is so hard to praise God in a mask. She said, when you cry, your tears run down and they get in the bottom of it, you're trying to pull it out. And I said, bless your heart, honey. I, I know I've got an advantage over y'all. Y'all don't make me use one and thank you. I preach fast enough, you don't understand me the way it is. You can you wouldn't know if I was preaching the truth or not, would you? Hopefully, friends, it won't be too much longer. Thank the Lord. We made it, though, haven't we? By the grace of God. Amen. Thank God for His grace to us. We certainly long when we can be back to normal. And those who don't feel comfortable yet in coming to church, they'll get to be back to. Let me just say again to those who have not been here, we love you and we miss you. And church is not the same without you. And we understand if you feel you can't be here. But... We want, we want you today. Amen. We've got a special, special preacher tonight. Brother Andrew Glover's going to come and speak for us, and we certainly appreciate our brother. Amen. We want you to just open our hearts tonight. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Um, I heard he was going to come down for a visit, so I thought, uh, why not just use him while he's here? He's always such a blessing when he comes by our way. Don't you appreciate the men of God? Yeah. Not man of God, but men of God. Yes, 
Amen. We so appreciate all of them. Amen. We just so thank God for them. Let, Harry, let's, let's just sing that together again. I can't even walk without you holding my hands. Amen. Let's just sing it with all of our hearts. And the Lord knows what he's put on Brother Andrew's heart, and I believe he's sensitive to the Spirit of God. So whatever we need tonight, let's just, let's just pull on the gift of God and just ask God to speak to us and help us. How many need strength, courage, healing? You know, whatever you need, Sister Connie, good to see you tonight. I should have been praying for you, sis. Amen. We believe the Lord is, is so mindful of us. Lord, I can't With all your heart now. We can't, Jesus. Hallelujah. As Brother Andrew comes, let's just sing it together. My mountains are too high, Lord. Sing it now. prophet of God said they told him one time if you'll just change your doctrine the way you approach things he said we'll give you the right hand of fellowship and he said well I don't need your hand he said but if he'll stick his hand down I'll hold his hand I think tonight we don't necessarily need the right hand of fellowship from a man we need the hand of fellowship from the Lord and I thank God tonight we've got it don't you amen God bless you this evening while you're standing let's just bow our hearts together before we open the word tonight and if you have a need upon your heart, we know the Lord is here and he's mindful. Let's just ask him to come and speak to us tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, as your believers have gathered here this evening, Lord, on this midweek service, Father, we don't come, Lord, out of form or fashion. Lord, we don't come out of tradition, Lord, or come just to fulfill, Lord, our weekly religious duties. But, Lord, we know that your word said that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And, Lord, you said that much more as we see the day approaching, Father. Lord, I believe as I stand here tonight, I'm not speaking to, Lord, babes in Christ, but, Father, I believe I'm speaking to mature, Lord, manifested sons and daughters of yours that knows that any day now, Lord, this temporary day is going to give way to that eternal day. And Father, we come tonight, Lord, not to be seen or to be heard, but, Lord, we know that we're two or three are gathered. You said that you would come and be in the midst of your children. Father, I know there's a lot of struggles and battles, Lord, and, Lord, we need you more now than we've ever needed you before. And I pray tonight, Lord, as we endeavor to look into your word. Father, you see the needs, Lord. If it would be sicknesses, Lord, you're still a healer. 
if it would be bondages, Lord, Lord, of something the devil would try to hold over the redeemed sons and daughters of yours. We know that you're still a deliverer, Lord, and I pray tonight, God, may the Holy Ghost just overshadow this meeting tonight. Lord, may you drive out every spirit of fear, every spirit of unbelief, Lord, every spirit that would try to hinder the meeting in any way. Oh, God, may you drive it out, Father. Forgive us of our failures and our shortcomings, Lord. Father, just draw us closer to you tonight, Lord, and when we leave this building, may we be able to say, was it not good that, Lord, we you come and talk to us, and Lord, you spoke to us, not a man, but Lord, you come and revealed yourself to us, and whatever is accomplished, we'll be sure to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory, for it's in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray, and all the believers said, amen. amen. God bless you this evening while you're standing with us. If you have your Bibles, we'll go to the book of Revelation. We want to look there in the eighth chapter. And I have a, a few things here upon my heart tonight and maybe a few places to read if you wouldn't mind standing with me for just a moment. But we want to look here in the book of Revelation, the eighth chapter. And while you're turning there, we want to greet you in the name of the Lord. Sure count it an honor and a privilege to be here tonight and bring a greetings from our pastor, Brother Sean Martin, and all the saints back at Faith Tabernacle there in Virginia send their greetings to you. And I sure appreciate Brother Donnie, appreciate his friendship and the invitation and opportunity to speak to you tonight. And I sure uh, thank the Lord for men of God still preaching this message. Amen. And, Thank the Lord for Brother Daryl and his stand on this message as an evangelist and traveling for years and preaching. I thank God for men like Brother Daryl and Brother Donnie. And, uh, Brother Daryl uh, tells people in meetings that when I was little, he used to come down and rub my head on the front row. And tonight, he's close enough, I might go rub his head. <laughs> I've been waiting five years to say that. <laughs> Amen. You love the Lord this evening. Amen. The book of Revelation, the eighth chapter, and the first verse here. This is bride scripture. Amen. Amen. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. When he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Now, if you'll go back to the Old Testament with me to the book of Jeremiah, the 32nd chapter, we know that when something is done, we look for the evidence of it, right? In Jeremiah, the 32nd chapter, and the 6th verse, the prophet Jeremiah writing here says, And Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Behold, Hanamel, thy son of Shalom, thine uncle, shall come unto thee, saying, Buy thee my field that is in Anoth, for the right of redemption is thine to buy it. So Hanamel, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the prison, according to the word of the Lord, and said unto me, By my field, I pray thee, that is in Anoth, which is in the country of Benjamin, for the right of inheritance is thine, and the redemption is thine. Buy it for thyself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord, and I bought the field of Hamel, my uncle's son, that was in Anoth, and weighed him the money, even seventeen shekels of silver, and I subscribed the evidence, and sealed it, and witnesses, and weighed him the money in the balances. So I took the evidence of the purchase, both that which was sealed according to the law and custom and that which was open. And I gave the evidence of the purchase unto Baruch, uh, for the, the son of Neriah, the son of Manasseh, in the sight of Hanamel, my uncle's son. And in the presence of the witnesses that subscribed the book of the purchase before all the Jews that sat uh, in the court of the prison. And I charged Baruch, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Take these evidences, this evidence of the purchase with, both, with which both is sealed and the evidence which is open, 
and put them in an earthen vessel that they may continue many days. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in the land. And one other place I'd like to look with you is the book of Revelation again, the 21st chapter. I pray you don't mind standing with me for just a moment. Revelation, the 21st chapter in the ninth verse, the Bible here says, and there came unto me one of the seven angels, which we believe to be the seventh angel of Revelation 10, seven, the seventh angel, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues and talked with me saying, come hither and I will show thee the bride. Now that word show means to expose to the eyes or to give evidence or proof of such a thing. So he's saying, I will show you the evidence, the bride, the lamb's wife. We ask the Lord this evening to add the blessing to the reading of his word as you may have your seats there for just a few moments this evening. If the Lord would help me from those scriptures, I'd like to speak to you here. And if I would title this tonight, I want to speak to you on the evidence or the living evidence of the bride's revival. Evidence, living evidence of the bride's revival. How many believes tonight that we are the bride of Jesus Christ? We believe that we've been called, ordained, anointed, elected of Almighty God in the hour in which we're living. And we realize the time we're living in, the hour we're living in, it's a time of pressure. The prophet of God preaches letting off the pressure uh, multiple times to to show you the age, the time, the hour, whatever you want to call it. It's a time. It's a day of pressure. Now we realize that from time to time, even though we're Christians, message believers, Holy Ghost filled sons and daughters of God, every single one of us get under pressure from time to time. And we get under pressure maybe uh, on our jobs or maybe in school as young people or maybe uh, just in home life. We get under pressure, maybe under pressure on your job. Then you begin to feel the pressure to, to make something happen or to change something. Maybe in your home you need something to change. And we get under pressure pressure to see that change. And the pressure doesn't stop at the door of the church. The pressure doesn't stop when you say, I'm going to get ready to go to church. The devil doesn't back off and say, well, let's leave him alone. But actually, I believe the pressure intenses that much more. So when you come to church, the pressure that you're under at home or on your job or in school, amen, that same devil comes in the house of God and tries to put the church under pressure. And I'll say it like this. Maybe the church is going through a hard time or maybe you're going through a hard time or a pressing time. And the devil begins to put pressure upon us to make something happen. And he'll say, well, what we need is a revival. We need to do something to stir the church. We need to do something to move the people. Maybe get a preacher, go get a, a meeting or something, just a pressure to get something moving. But I'll say it like this. There's no possible way, amen, that we can make a revival. There's no possible way that we can work up a revival. There's no, well, I say we could work up a revival, but there'll be no lasting results of that revival. Amen. If we're going to have a revival, then God has to send a revival. And I believe in this hour, God has sent the bride a revival. The prophet of God says in the, in the message thirst, if you neglect to satisfy a thirst of water or food, you will die. And if you neglect that thirst in you for God, he said, then you will spiritually die. Now you call for revivals. He said, but you wait for the church to have a revival. Well, that ain't the revival for you. Notice here, he says the revival ought to begin right in you when you begin to thirst for God. There might not be another member of the church wanting that revival, but if it breaks out in you, it'll break out in other places. Now think about that. Amen. The revival does not begin when the meeting starts. The revival does not begin when the preacher begins to preach. The revival begins at the very moment there is a thirst or a hunger or a desire for revival. He said then if it breaks out in you, it'll break out in other places. Now we 
know that there'll never be a revival until the church gets in the spirit of revival. The prophet said, now the reason that they have dances, if they didn't have a dance, they couldn't get in the spirit of dancing. He said, you can't have a ball game unless you get in the spirit of the ball game. You've got to get in the spirit of it. And we can never have a revival in Shreveport or anywhere else. He said, until the church gets in the spirit of revival. God can come and perform miracles. He can show wonders. He can stretch forth his hand to heal the sick and the afflicted. He said, the preacher can preach the gospel as hard as he can, but there'll never be a revival until the church gets in the spirit of revival. Now, amen, what does the word revival mean? It means an improvement in the condition or the strength of something. Now, in the religious sense, it means a reawakening of religious fervor. So something has been awakened, amen, and it's, it, it's been died down or it's gone to sleep or it's in a maybe a, a different type of condition. But a prophet said, amen, that we need a revival. How many will agree tonight that we need a revival? Now, we've seen true revivals and we've seen false revivals. We've seen true revivals, amen, where the power of God moved and lives were changed and we've seen false revivals, amen. Now, there's there's different ways these revivals come by. A false revival actually comes by departing from the word, amen, while trying to move the people. Think of that, amen, they depart from the word while trying to move the people, amen, but a true revival comes back by coming back to the word to move the people. See, amen, a man's gift or a man's emotion or a man's personality does not move the church. It takes the word to move the church. If there'll be any benefit, amen, out of this service tonight, it won't be because of who was preaching, amen, or who was singing or who was here or who wasn't here, it will be because men and women have gotten back to the word, amen, for their age. The prophet said, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches of each age. In every age it was the same cry, hear what the Spirit says. If you are a Christian, he said, then you will get back to what the Spirit is teaching. That is the word of this age. Every messenger to every age will preach that word. Every fresh and true revival will be because men have gotten back to the word for their age. The cry of every age is the rebuke. Amen. That you have left the word of God. Repent and come back to the word. Amen. From the first book of Genesis to the last book of Revelation, there is only one reason for God's displeasure. He said that is leaving the word. Now notice this. Amen. If you want to get on dangerous grounds with God, just leave the word. Amen. If you want to get a frown from God upon your life, just leave the word. Amen. But at the same time, there's only one way. Amen. To regain the favor of God. That's not how loud you can shout how great you can preach or how anointed you can sing. He said it's by coming back to the word. Amen. There's only one remedy to regain his favor. Amen. It's coming back to the word. And may I say it like this tonight. I don't believe I'm just talking to men and women. I believe I'm talking to present day Marys today. Amen. That the same way Mary met the angel of God and the spirit told Mary, Mary thou art highly favored. Amen. Among women. Amen. And she said, did unto me Lord according to thy word. Do you realize Mary Mary couldn't do one thing to gain the favor of God. Amen. She couldn't go to enough church services to gain the favor of God. Amen. She couldn't listen to enough tapes or read enough books. Amen. To gain the favor of God. But before she ever broke her mother's womb, amen, the favor of God was resting upon her. And may I tell you tonight, there is a favor upon your life that a man didn't put there. There is a favor upon your life tonight. Amen. That a preacher didn't put there. Can I tell you what put the favor upon your family? Can I tell you what put the favor upon this 
church. It was the message of the hour. Amen. And if we leave the message, we might as well turn off the lights and padlock the doors without the word. We have no favor of God. Amen. But as long as the word has preeminence, amen, then demons will be cast out and sicknesses will be healed and the Holy Ghost will fall and the same Lord Jesus that manifested himself in the Old and the New Testament will return in this Holy Ghost dispensation and manifest himself again. Hey, we didn't come here to try to find out if we're favored. We come here to remember we was born with the favor of God. Amen. You say, was it in my flesh? Oh no. Was it in my spirit? No. The favor of God was laying in a gene seed on the inside of your soul. Mama didn't put it there. Amen. Daddy didn't put it there, but the same Lord. Amen. That put a seed in the woman at the well. It's the same Holy Ghost. Amen. That's put a seed in the heart of every bride member, and there's something in us tonight. We're not running without a message. We're running screaming, the Messiah is not coming. The Messiah is here. Amen. We have seen his star. We have seen his sign. We have seen his appearance. There ain't no backing up now. There ain't no setting up now. We're not leaving the word. We are the word. We are the word bride to be manifested in this age. Not looking for favor. Already got it. Amen. Not looking for God to smile upon us. He's already smiled upon us with this word. Somebody shout the favor. Amen. The favor of God is greater than the mistakes of our lives. Amen. The favor of God is stronger than the failures. Amen. The favor of God is more mightier than the family tree that we come out of. There is nothing. Amen. There is nothing that can break. Amen. The favor of God upon a gene seed. May go through some hard times. Amen. But there's nothing can break it. Y'all's preaching me and I can't even lay a foundation. Amen. See, there's nothing. Amen. That can take away. Amen. The favor of God off of this message. Amen. Let's just go ahead and sell it. There's no website. Amen. There's no YouTube. There's no preacher. There's nobody that can take the favor of God up off this message. What God is favored and what God is anointed. Let every devil bow his knee to it. Let every preacher humble himself to it. Let every young person fall under the influence of the word that God is sent in the hour and there'll be a revival like you've never seen before. Oh yes, we've seen all kinds of revivals. Amen. When the prophet himself was here, he said we've seen church revivals. We've seen denominational revivals. We've seen man-made revivals. He would say we've seen intellectual revivals. Think about this, church revivals, man-made revivals, intellect, all kinds of revivals, but yet he would come and say we ain't had no revival yet talking about revival but he said we haven't had no revival yet now think about this a million more in 44 and no revival yet amen youth for Christ and no revival yet he said see we talk about revival but we ain't had no revival yet we've had a lot of protractive meetings but a revival is when they tear down the shed and they go to praying and get right with God that was in 1951 in the third seal now that's the reason today that revivals were supposed to have he said denominational revival we haven't had a real stirring. No, 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 no. Amen. No, don't think we got revivals. We haven't. Oh, they've got millions and millions and millions of church members. Amen. But not a revival nowhere. Millions of church members. Hundreds of thousands of dollars in programs. Amen. All kinds of ministries and degrees and no revival yet. He said the bride has had no revival yet. He said, see, there's been no revival. There's been no manifestation of God 
God, amen, to stir the bride, amen, then there we have found the key to revival. It's not a man, it's not a personality, it's not a church, it's a manifestation of God, amen, to stir the bride. See, we're looking for it. It'll take those seven unknown thunders, amen, back there to wake her up again. He will send it. He promised it. Now watch, now she was dead. Think about that. Amen, she was dead. What was she dead in, Brother Rob? Amen, she was dead in creeds. Amen, dead in traditions. Amen, dead in the opinions of men. Amen, and the dogmas of churchanity. But a prophet said, see, but there is no revival. Everywhere now, there's no revival. See, notice this, brother and sister Moore, herald of his coming, one of the finest papers on the field, but all the Harley print is fast and pray, fast and pray, sound the trumpet. It's all you hear, fast and pray. He said, why do they do that? They want a great awakening. They're crying. They're believing there will be an awakening. He said, they're good people. Why is it? Why has it been done? He said, they have not recognized, amen, the awakening of the bride. So there was something between the third seal in 1963 and this message that something's happened and the bride that was dead, amen, has now been awakened and she's not looking for revival. She's not trying to hunt up a revival. Amen, she is a revival. Amen, there is a fire. Hey, there is a fire that has come out of this word. Amen, it didn't set a building on fire. It didn't set a pulpit on fire. It set men and women and boys and girls that was born in sin. Amen, sheep and iniquity come in the world speaking lies. This message has set Holy Ghost powerhouses on fire with revival. Are you hearing me tonight? This is not a man-made revival. This is not a church revival. This is the awakening of the bride. He said by being a Christian, they can feel the pull of the hour, but they haven't recognized what's been done. He said, oh no. He said, that's what making them feel that way. They know something is supposed to happen. But see, they're looking for it way off in the future. He said, but when it's already happened right by you. Amen. Think about this. They're looking for revival in the future. They're looking for somebody. Amen. To bring an interpretation of the 66 books of one Bible. Amen. They're looking for somebody. Amen. To come with more than a question. Amen. But come with an answer. And there was the answer. Amen. Standing before them but their eyes amen had been closed and their ears were dull of hearing and their heart had waxed closed but my Bible says in the last day saith Joel I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh what is the Holy Ghost it's the eyes have amen that opens up our eyes and it unclogs our ears and it opens up the channels of our heart to receive not a man to receive not a preacher but to receive a love for the truth to receive the revelation of Jesus Christ that is not been given by some school. God, I feel like preaching. It's not been given by some school. It's not been given by some man. It has come from the mighty angel himself. Jesus Christ has descended into this generation without a question. He is the answer. Amen. Without amen, an opinion, he is the absolute, friends. Oh, no. We ain't looking for the absolute. We've got it. Are you hearing me? We're not looking for an anchor. We've got an anchor. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. We're not looking for something in the future. We're rejoicing in what God is doing in this age. Said, see, it was right on them, and they didn't know it. They didn't recognize it. They believed there was a forerunner that would come. And you know what they said? When we see the forerunner, we'll see the Messiah. 
but the forerunner was standing before them and they still didn't see the Messiah. See, that's what it comes down to is predestination. Amen. Predestination. Not predestinated to be blinded, but predestinated to have sight in the age when there is no sight. Now let me just preach here for a second. Amen. Because I don't believe that the bride, amen, was awakened by the seventh angel's message and then went back to sleep. And then some other man or some other bishop or some other preacher has got to come with another message. Amen. To awaken the bride. Brother, when them seven thunders uttered their voices, it woke up the bride. She's not asleep. Amen. She's not dozing tonight. She is standing under the spout where the Shekinah glory comes out. She is standing in God's provided place. Listen, church, we're not standing in God's provided place looking for another age. We're standing on the threshold of millennial kingdom. We are standing. Amen. Oh. I'm just going to give it to you while it's coming, okay? We're not looking for another age. We're not looking for a rapture and faith message. We have got it tonight. Are you hearing me? The prophet of God said in the first seal, he said this message will be a transitional faith message. What is it a transition? Is it a transition from a seventh age to an eighth age? Is it a transition from one man's opinion to another? I say no, 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 no. This message is a transition message from mortality to immortality. It is a transition message. Amen from corruptible. Amen to incorruption. Are y'all hearing me? Are you hearing me? Do you realize what a transition strip does? It connects two rooms together. Are you hearing me? It connects two rooms together. See, you're walking out of hardwood floors, amen, and you're going into a room that's got carpet, and there's a gap there, right? Amen, but there's got to be a transition strip. Amen, there's got to be something laid there that when the person is walking, amen, they don't stump their toe in the gap. Amen, they don't fall in the gap. Amen, but they just keep on walking, and they keep on walking, and before long, they step across the threshold. Amen, they step across the transition strip, and it was such a smooth transition, Brother Donnie. They didn't even know they change rooms. Are you hearing me? Amen. That's how convinced I am of this message. I'm going to keep on preaching it and you're going to keep on amening it and we're going to keep on loving God and loving his word and serving him with all that is within us and one of these mornings, amen, we're going to take a step. Amen. We're going to step from this dimension into another dimension and before you know it, gray hair is going to be gone and wrinkled shoulders are going to come up straight and wrinkles are I'm not a crazy man. I'm not looking for revival. We're in revival. Bible tonight. The rapture faith message has claimed powerhouses to manifest himself through. But you got to keep on running. Amen. If you quit running, you'll never cross the finish line. But if you just keep on walking, amen, around the next bend in the road, it's going to be another step. Are you hearing me? We're not looking for a rapture message. We've got it. Are you hearing me? Notice the prophet of God didn't say one of these days the spirit you feel is going to come and then it's going to leave and then one day it's going to come and then when it comes you're going to have to recognize it, figure out what it is. He said no, one of these days when it leaves you will leave with it. See, no room. Amen. No room for man's interpretation. Amen. No room for man's opinions. When it leaves, amen, you will leave with it. 
Are you hearing me tonight? This is how close we are, church. We're not looking for it. We've got it. See, the prophet says here in Revelation 10, 3, and, and the third verse there, he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roared. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven. Where's this voice coming from? It's not coming from the earth. It's not coming from below. This voice is coming from heaven. He said, see, from heaven saying unto me, seal up those things. Amen. John's looking at him, but the voice says, seal them up. Amen. And write them not. The prophet said it was in the end time period. Just reading what he said, that the seven thunders of Jesus came forth. He said, what was in those thunders, no one knows. But we need to know, notice this, and it will take a prophet to get the revelation. Can we say that together? To get the revelation. It will take a prophet, amen, to get the revelation. Can we say it one more time? To get the revelation. Without a prophet, we have no revelation. Without a prophet, we have no understanding. It will take a prophet. Prophet, amen to get the revelation he said because God has no other way of bringing out his scriptural revelations except by a prophet with both the theologians and the people having departed notice having departed from the word of God have losing the favor of God he said watch God always sent his servant to these people but apart from the theologians in order to correct the false teaching and to lead the people back to God then that tells me the correct of the Holy Ghost is the favor of God now that may be a hard one to swallow but is it the truth amen when God corrects us it is the favor of God when God sends a word amen to correct the air it may hurt our feelings we may go from shouting to pouting for a few minutes amen but when we get done pouting we ought to go back to shouting amen because God loved us enough for the Daryl that he didn't leave us in false teaching he didn't leave us in air because he knew how close this age would be to the transition amen from this dimension into another he said see this messenger of Malachi 4 Revelation 10 7 is going to do two things one he is according to, uh, to Malachi 4 going to turn the hearts somebody shout the hearts of the children to the fathers amen and the second thing he's going to do is he's going to reveal the mysteries of the seven thunders in Revelation 10 which are amen here we go which are the revelations amen contained in the seven seals it'll be those divinely revealed mystery truths that will turn the head and the intellectuals no it's not what he said it'll be those divinely revealed mystery truths that will turn the hearts of the children to the Pentecostal fathers are you hearing me amen now what do we say there's got to come a prophet amen to get the revelation without a prophet we don't get revelation is that okay? Now, now let's just go to the scripture, okay? Amen. The prophet said this blessed revelation of the seven seals open to us in this last days from a prophecy that went forth in Arizona. Now watch this. He said, see how I asked God the other day, what are you doing with me out here in the desert? Heard him say it before I come to church. He said, there I was standing there and my little boy Joseph with me and them seven, he said it was either five or seven. He said it was no more than seven. Amen. And it could have been more than five little white dots come 
to me. He said, now I thought, is this my death? He said, if it was my death, then Joseph would have been killed. He said, but a voice come and said, this is not your death. This is the bringing of your commission. Amen. What is that commission? It is a commission not just to discern the hearts. Amen. Not just to find the sickness and the cause of it. Amen. But to turn. Amen. The hearts of the end time people. Amen. Back to the faith of the original Pentecostal father. Listen church. We've not been turned back to Azusa. We've not been turned back to 1906. We have been turned back. Amen. To the original upper room experience when the Holy Ghost fell and it so quickened their voices that it changed their language. I'm telling you what tonight friends. I believe that same God is able to fall right here in this church and you know what he can do? He can quicken you amen to you quit talking negative. He can quicken you till you stop finding all the fault in the church. He can quicken you until you love everybody. Come on church. He can quicken you until a fire amen erupts in your soul and you love the truth more than you love your job. You love this message more than you love the car you drive. I'm talking about God amen coming in this age to quicken the heart. We had the mechanics what we needed was the dynamics and this message was the dynamics to the mechanics oh brother Bram said why Lord have you got me out here in this desert how many believes a scriptural prophet has scriptural connections he said Moses had to leave everything dear to him amen to go into the desert he said Paul had to leave everything dear to him to go in the desert he said and here I am he said the church gives me a hundred dollars a week he said right here in Jeffersonville he said in a house in Arizona will cost me a hundred dollars a month he said now watch this he said but I've got to leave everything amen wouldn't it be nice if rent was that cheap now hey, amen hey, I gotta leave everything amen and go out here why he wasn't doing it to lift himself up he wasn't doing it to puff himself up. There was a favor that was laying upon his heart. There was a favor that was resting upon that man. And he said, remember what time is it, sir? How many ever heard it say, hey man? He said, was it exactly right? And the church said, he said, then we've got the revelation. <laughs> oh. Help me, Jesus. Amen. A few paragraphs ago, he said a prophet's got to come, amen, to get the revelation. But before he went off the scene, he said, now we've got the revelation in the last days for the message of the Lord to gather his bride together. No other age has it been promised, but it's promised in this age. Malachi 4, Luke 17, 30, John 14, 12, Joel 2, 38. Those promises is just exactly like John the Baptist identified himself in the scripture. Now let's go to the word on this. He said, what was that first pull? It was healing. What was that second pull? It was prophesying. He said, but the third pull is the opening of the word. He meant the revealing of the mysteries. No more. There is no more higher order to reveal feel the word, amen, than prophets. But the only way a prophet can be vindicated is by the word, amen. And remember, you say, Brother Andrew, you're all fired up. This is my this is my life. Just leave me alone, okay? And the third pull was the opening of them seven seals to reveal the hidden truth that's been sealed in the word. Listen, church, we may have a lot of pressure on our jobs. We may have a lot of pressure in our home. We may have a lot of pressure in the government and a lot of pressure in politics, but can I tell you one thing? With all the pressure we got, we got revival. Hey. 
with all the troubles we've got, we've got revival. You say, Brother Andrew, you're crazy. We ain't got revival. Oh, yes, we do. You say, it's a Wednesday night. Ain't nobody shouting and jumping and dancing. This ain't no special service. Oh, you've missed it. Amen, you've missed it. Amen, a prophet is showing you that revival is not music. Amen, revival is not feelings. And revival is not gifts. Amen, but revival is when the giver of the revelation, amen, comes back in the church and possesses vessels that can go through hell and still raise their hands and say, though he slay me, amen, yet I'll trust him. When people can go through the valley of the shadow of death, there's a group of people in the house of God on a Wednesday night that can say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Brother Gentry, what gave that to you? The absolute of the revelation we have received from the word. Somebody shout, we got it. We got it. Oh, let's say it like we believe it. We got it. You say, Brother Andrew, we got to be careful saying that. Oh, no, we don't. Because Thomas Edison shouted he had it, but he didn't know what he had. Amen. But we can shout tonight, we got it. And we know exactly. We know exactly what we've got. We've got the answer. It's a warning, church. It's the spirit crying out. It's the last warning. There will not be another. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. He said, see, amen. Now, can I tell you why? You got to keep running. Can I tell you why the devil can't destroy you? Can, can, I, can I preach to you? The throne room has been set up. The 12 foundations have been laid. The streets of gold have been paved. The gates of gigantic pearls are raised and hinged like a pyramid she stands so fair and so glorious the heavenly beings who have prepared her watch breathlessly for she glistens and she shines with a glory that is unearthly are y'all hearing me we are going to a place where the lands where earthly gravitation is going to lose its hold we are going to a place where the influence of humanity is going to have to drop off we are going to a place where there'll be no devil we are going to a place where there'll be no confusions. There'll be no, are you hearing me, church? You say, Brother Andrew, I'm waiting on God to send the revelation. Oh, no. God is waiting on you. Amen. To recognize your day and recognize its message and recognize the doors, Brother Jim, are not waiting to be hung in hens. They are already hung. They are already hens. They are the transition strip. My God, I feel like shouting. The transition strip is already laying there. There is only one thing left. That is for you. Amen. To step out of this age into that eternal age where there'll be no sin, where there'll be no trouble, where there'll be no besetting habit. Are you hearing me tonight, church? I'm preaching to you. We're going somewhere. We're going to cross the finish line. Hey, we're going to cross it. We may be tired, but Brother Daryl, keep on running. We may get weary, but keep on running. If you keep on running, Brother Jerry, you're going to cross the finish line. Brother Bram said she, speaking of the city, awaits only for her inhabitants. Who's going to inhabit it? Books and tapes? Oh, no. Who's going to inhabit it? Pictures and belt buckles? Oh, no. Amen. The redeemed bride of Jesus Christ is going to inhabit. Amen. That city that John saw coming down from God out of heaven. 
Now, the prophet of God said, thank God at this moment, this age, that it is not over. He has yet cried. And his cry is not only in the spiritual ears of men by his spirit, but once again, amen, a prophet is in the land. Once more, God will reveal the truth as he did to Paul. He will speak out those mysteries. He will speak out and those who receive that prophet in his own name will receive the beneficent effect of that prophet's ministry. Are y'all hearing me tonight? It's been some 50, 60 years or longer. I'm, my mouth's off. Amen. But since the prophet went all seen and there's still an effect of the seventh angel's ministry upon the earth tonight. Where is it, Sister Janet? It's not in sheetrock and carpet. Brother West, it's not in impuse. The effect of the message of the hour is back in flesh again. Yes, sir. He said, see, those that here will be blessed and become part of that bride of the last day who were mentioned in Revelation 22, 17, where the spirit and the bride say come. He said, the corn of wheat, the bride wheat that fell in the ground at Nicaea has come back. Somebody shout, come back to original word grain again brother Branham even got Pentecostal and said praise God forever he said yes listen listen to the authenticated prophet of God who appears in this last age what he says from God the bride will say what he says from God the bride will say the spirit and the prophet and the bride will be saying the same thing (laughs) somebody get out of my way I'm about to put another door in this church the spirit and the prophet and the bride will be saying amen the same thing are you hearing me it's a continuity you say what are you talking about I'm talking about a pillar of fire amen that hung over a prophet's head that was not just a decoration that was almighty God amen hanging over the prophet let me say this his words was not coming from a school his words were not coming amen from some man's idea his words was coming directly from the pillar of fire and out of that prophet those words was coming into human flesh and tonight what was prophecy is now history and tonight what was prophecy is now made flesh you say but Andrew calm down I can't calm down the devil hates me and the devil hates you but I want to tell the devil it's too late it's too late the word is in the bride it's sealed devil we ain't changing what we say we ain't changing what we preach we ain't backing off of it we're going to give it everything we got what they will say here we go will have already been said what they will say has already been said God told me one time, so Brother Andrew, you got to realize we're preaching from between the lines. I said, I have no problem with that, but make sure what you're preaching is on the lines before you find it between the lines, because if it's between the lines, it'll be on the lines, and what's on the lines will be between the lines, and what's between the lines will be on the lines, and what a prophet said was on the lines and between the lines. Are you hearing me? There is no miscommunication. There is nobody that's going to come in the last days and try to fix the reception between the spirit and the prophet and the bride. There is nobody. Listen, there is no cell service. This is not a sprint signal. This is not a Verizon cell tower signal. This is an eternal gene seed signal that is coming from the throne room of Almighty God. Hey, there ain't no interference. Amen. There ain't no disconnection. Listen, I heard what a prophet said. Hey, I don't have bad ears. I heard what he said. 
He said, there is going to be a bride. He said, there is going to be a rapture. He said, there is going to be a manifestation of God that is going to awaken that supernatural bride and she will be an invincible army. I didn't misunderstand him. I heard him. And because you heard him, we have become what the Spirit said to the prophet. Behold, he said, preacher, what are you talking about? I'm saying the opening of the word will produce the bride's revival. Not a man, not a gifted preacher, not a gifted teacher, not a gifted evangelist. The word in the bride will be the bride's revival. Brother Andrew, I want to call for that. Well, here we go. Education can never bring life. It takes the spirit of God to bring life. And that life must not come out of just the intellect's revival. It's got to come out of the Bible word revival. We have now found what kind of revival Happy Valley has been in for some 30 years. The word revival. Are y'all, amen, how, how many days has Brother Donnie had a bad day? Brother Darrell, how many days have you laid in pain with your back? Amen, but still come out that door and preach with everything. Are you hearing me? You say, Brother Andrew, why can they do that? Because this revival is not laying in the flesh of a man. This revival is not laying in the body of some preacher. This revival is in the word, and the word is in the bringer of the word, and the same word that is in the bringer of the word is in the hearer of the word, and in that day, ye shall know that I am in them and they are in me and the prophet said what day it is this day when the word has become word again in the hearts of people listen when the spirit falls you'll get the same results are you hearing me when the spirit falls you'll get the same results see this is not a humanistic revival that's why the preacher can be oh, can we go the word on it brother Bram could stand there for years with a stomach trouble and he pray for people and then leave the church without an ounce of stomach pain and him himself can't even eat are you hearing me that's why a man could be laying in a car in 1965 and life leaving his wife's body and him in a terrible condition and his, and, and, and his say take my hand and lay it on my wife and he reach over and lay his hand on his wife and laugh amen come back in his body listen it's not a conditional revival the word knows no conditions amen the word will defeat the devil anywhere anytime any place under any conditions what is it? It's not denominational revival. It's word revival. And let me say this. There's a drastically, I can't emphasize on that word enough. There is a drastically different after effect between a denominational revival and a word revival. You say, what is an after effect? An after effect means an effect that follows after. Pretty simple for a country boy. After the primary action of something, it's the repercussion. It's the aftermath. It's the consequences. Now, you know as well as I know in 1963, the prophet actually says it this way. He says the effect of the word has been crucified in this age. In other words, the effect of the revelation of the word has been crucified in this age. Now, do you realize when a revelation comes, oh, help me, Jesus. You've got to come under the effect of it. You can't just stand around it. 
You can't just look upon it. You've got to humble yourself under it and become effective by it. The prophet said Abraham, after it had been revealed to him, now Elohim, who had been talking to him, now he's sitting under the oak tree, and here comes three men walking like human beings. He says, now watch the effect of the revelation of who God was had upon Abraham, what it did to him. He said, after his name was changed from Abraham to Abraham, he's seen three men coming, and he called the three one. He said, my Lord, three of them being one, not so much with number six lot, he's seen two coming and said, my Lord. Amen. But Abraham's vision and revelation showed him that he was the all-sufficient Elohim. I love this. His seed is to receive the same thing. See, Abraham had a revelation and that revelation changed Abraham to where he no longer seen things the way he saw them before. Oh, hey, how many can raise your hand and say, thank God for a message that didn't just challenge the way I dressed, didn't just challenge the way I thought, but it challenged everything about, listen church, what good is a message if it doesn't challenge our pulpits, if it doesn't challenge our pews, if it doesn't challenge our preachers, and I'll tell you what the challenge is, the challenge is to say what has already been said by the Spirit. See, when Abraham was affected by it, the prophet said what changed Abraham. Notice what changed Abraham, vision and revelation. You see, the vision and revelation of God changed Abraham. Watch this, the prophet said a few years ago, you look on the book back there and you wonder who I am. I'm not the same man. When I returned home after my first great meeting, even my baby was scared of me and run from me. I lost most of my hair, come out, my shoulders had slumped down, something had happened. He said, what's the matter? It's by the revelation of the vision of God that moves down and I know it's sapping my life daily. Now when I read that, I about had a spell. You say, how could you have a spell by that? Because a prophet is showing you something, not just the natural. This revelation is sapping the life, amen, of Andrew Glover out. The thoughts of Andrew Glover out. The ambitions of this message, the revelation and vision is sapping the thoughts out and making room for the thoughts of God, for the mind of Christ. Come on, church. Amen. You know what it done? It changed his physical appearance. Listen, I know you've heard it for years. I've heard that man preach enough. Amen. You've heard it for years. Amen. That someday there's going to come a cold sweep and gray hairs are going to go back black and stooped shoulders are going to straighten up. Amen. And limbs are going to be restored. Are you hearing me? We've heard that. You see, what is happening to make room for that is the vision and the revelation of God is draining out the life. Oh, God, to make room for that theophany that was prepared before the foundation of the world. Listen, friends, we're not just preaching a bunch of quotes. There's some young people here tonight that this message has changed the way they dress. It's changed the things they wear. It has challenged us to make room for what is coming into us by the rapture. Oh, he said, see, then what we're doing is we're living by the evidence. Somebody say the evidence of the new land. Now, in the last days, I love this quote, there has got to be a place prepared for the word to be made manifest. And we are now. <laughs> I feel like dancing. You can sit there and look at me all by myself. We are now living by the evidence of the new land. Amen. The son of man. 
What was the Son of Man? It was the revealing of Christ back in human flesh. See, Brother Bram says it like this. He said, I struck a word the other day, and I want to tell you about it. It's called the evidence of salvation. Now, you know what the word evidence means. It is the available body of facts. Now, I want to drive that home. It is the available body. Somebody say body body of facts or information indicating whether a belief or a proposition is true or valid. Now, do you remember Numbers 13? The Bible says that Moses sent spies into the land. They go over in the land and they search out the land and they bring back a report of the land, right? Now, watch this. He said, the, the part of God said this way. He said, notice what he said. And he reads number 13, refers to it, what land, whether it be fat or lean, whether it be good therein or not, and be ye of good courage and bring of the fruit of the land. Now, the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. Now, notice this go from Zen under Rehob and the Hamath. You can read all those, but I love verse 23. And they they came unto the brook of Eschol and they cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes and they bare it between two upon a staff and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs and the place was called the brook Eschol because the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down from thence and they returned from searching the land. Now I want you to notice something. When you go to the store to buy grapes, do you go over there and ask the guy in produce to come give you a hand carrying your grapes to the car? Are them grapes so big that you say, here, put, a, put, put one end of this grape vine on your shoulder, put the other one on mine, and let's go pack it. No, them grapes ain't that full of in stimulation or revelation. Them grapes ain't that full of juice. Them, them grapes ain't that intoxicating. Amen. One man can carry it. But you know what it says about this? Them grapes were so heavy, they had to have help carrying those grapes. You ever go listen to a tape called Taking Sides with Jesus in 1962? And he said, how I would love to take some of these young men and set them in the message, trained, and put them into evangelism. He said, because one of these days, I'm going to get old, and Brother Neville's going to get old, and we're going to walk off the scene, and somebody is going to have to feel our shoes. Listen, Brother Ram didn't say tape players was going to feel his shoes. He didn't say pictures was going to feel his shoes. He was looking for some men who was under the same intoxication of the evidence of the new land that he was under. Come on, church. This fivefold ministry ain't carrying nothing different than what the Spirit delivered to the prophet. We are only helping. Amen. Carry the evidence. Amen. Into Russia, into Iran, into, oh, help me, church, into Africa. Brother Daryl, into Tanzania. Brother Donnie, into the Congo, all over the world, into, into China. Are you hearing me? What is it, church? There's been a message in the hour, and there's an evidence there is a land and somebody's got to eat the evidence. I'm preaching to you tonight. Amen. We're not bringing nothing different. We're carrying the same message. It's got the same intoxicating power. You say, what were those grapes, Brother Andrew? Those grapes was evidence. And my prophet said that Caleb, oh, I love this. Caleb got to eating on, they make grapes. Caleb got to eating on some of them grapes. He began to eat on them, and the prophet of God said it began to release something on the inside of him. Are you hearing me tonight, church? Are you hearing me? This message is not 
not releasing a fear in the heart of the bride. This message is not releasing bondage upon the bride. This message, eating the grapes from the new land, is releasing strength, is releasing power, is releasing authority, is releasing anointing in the hearts of the elected ones that are chosen to take the land. Hey, somebody's going to take the land. Are you hearing me? Brother Aaron, somebody's going to take the land. I'll tell you what's going to take it is sons and daughters of God that's not looking for the revelation. They have got the revelation. Yes, sir. You said, Brother Andrew, when can we go? The prophet of God said, now watch. He said, now let us stand like Joshua and Caleb. He said, Jehovah means Savior. And he represents the end time leader that will come to the church. Now, Caleb, how many loves Caleb? Caleb represents those that stay true with Joshua. Now watch this. Now notice God did not move Israel or let her go in to the promised land until it was his own appointed time. Somebody say appointed time. Now the people might have put pressure on Joshua. Let's make something happen. Let's get a revival going. Let's go in the land, Joshua. Now's the time to do it. He said, but oh, they might have put pressure on him. He said, but now watch. He said, they said, the land is ours. Let's go and take it. Joshua, you're all through. You must have lost your commission. You don't have the power you used to have. You used to hear from God and know the will of God and act quickly. Something's wrong with you. But Joshua was a God-sent prophet. And he knew the promises of God, so he waited for them for a clear-cut decision from God. And when the time came to move, oh, somebody shout, when the time came to move, when the time came to move, he said God placed the full leadership into Joshua's hands because he stayed with the word. They were trying to leave the word to get the people in the land. And Joshua said, if we leave the word, then the favor of God will leave us. But if we're going to take the land, if we're going to take it, we've got to stay where the favor of God is. And I say tonight, church, I hope I don't sound like a broken record. I'm trying to get you to hear what the word is saying this hour. Stay with the message. Amen. Stay with the prophet. Stay with the word. Listen, we may be laughed at and we may be made fun of, but we're standing in a position of authority. We are standing in a position. We're not here moved by impressions and feelings. The prophet of God said Joshua was not moved by impressions. He was moved by a clear cut decision. Are you hearing me? How many years? Oh, I'm going crazy right now. How many years did a prophet talk about the seven seals? Talk about the revealing of the word. How many years did he preach? Amen. That the mighty conqueror was Christ. The conqueror, Revelation 6, 1, was Christ. How many years? He, now, now, don't get mad at me, okay? But he says, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. The church, the time was not at hand previously in the wisdom and economy of God. This mighty revelation, though fully known to God, could not come forth hitherto. Daniel saw it, but seal it up until the time of the end. John saw it, but seal it up until the time of the end. And thus we immediately learn a principle that the revelation of God for each age can come in that age only and at a specific time. 
Look at the history of Israel. The revelation of God come to Moses at a specific time. Even more specifically, it came as the people cried unto God. which has been hidden will be revealed when that has been confused will be understood I feel like walking on the clouds right now are y'all hearing me no wonder he screamed out let us be glad and rejoice for the marriage of the lamb has come listen the word has come back to the church there is a favored people in Johnson City there is a favored ministry there is a favored young man there is a favored housewife what caused the favor to come upon us the revelation brought to us these messages are all kept can I say it like this it cannot come until there's something to receive it help me Jesus it cannot come until there's somebody to receive it this scroll was kept in an earthly vessel and a vessel once became flesh it died and rose again it kept in an earthly vessel until the time of purchase oh beautifully now these messages are all kept up until this earthly vessel until the time of God's appointed time at the last messenger at the age and all these people has judged at it and said I know it's there I believe it's there and they fought at it and they brought it forth and produced the things by faith they believed it but now are you ready but now it's going to be brought to us in revelations and from the hand of God by vindication see the word is in the prophet and the prophet's word has been preached and that word is not in a library in Jeffersonville that word is not in a den in Tucson Arizona that word is not in a picture that word is in the most safest place it can be in the vessels of the redeemed children of God what was evidence it was body of facts listen church this message the evidence of this message is not a book it's not a tape it's not a picture it's not a preacher it's not some man's interpretation the evidence of this message is when the same inoculation and toxin that was poured out in the upper room is poured out in the last days and that inoculation come on church we got a lot of talk about vaccination right now don't we you know what that vaccination 
only last for so long. I'm talking about a vaccination tonight. It's not two shots. It's not three shots. It's not four different companies trying to defeat one virus. It is a perfect inoculation from the presence of Almighty God. Listen, church, anybody been inoculated? Anybody been inoculated? Have you been through some storms? Sister Joanne, why are you still here? Because you've been inoculated. This revelation has claimed the flesh of young people, has claimed our lives. You're not feeding on the man. You're feeding on the unfailing body word, the unfailing body of facts of the son of man. Brother Andrew, you got to calm down. I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to trying to land this. But there's a lot of slobbering going on around here tonight. I'd hate to see what's going on underneath those masks. Oh God, that could have come out really wrong. There's a lot of slobbering going. Some of y'all was real glad them holy rollers sitting next to you's got their mask on tonight, aren't you? Some of y'all's praying they don't ever take them off. You know why? Because they slobber and they spit. You know why? Because we're eating. I said we're eating on the evidence of the new land. Come on, church. I'm not living by CNN. I'm not living by Fox News. I'm not living by MSNBC and Communist News Network. I am living by the unfailing body word of the evidence of the Son of Man that has been released under Seventh Seal Ministry. Come on, church. Where are we going, Sister Janet? We're going to the New Jerusalem. We're going to take the land. One of these days, this body is going to release the final charge and we're going to be changed. Only the elected can take the land. Are you hearing me? Only the elected can take the land. Amen. I know where I'm at on time. I got a timer going. So relax. This message come to call you. This revelation come to claim you. Everything might have been against you, but this message claimed you. Every demon out of hell may have lied on you, but there was not a lie greater than the anointed word that was on the inside. Are y'all hearing me? Brother Donnie, can I preach down the aisles for a minute? You say, preacher, what's wrong with you? I'm telling you why the devil hates you. It's because you are the evidence that this message is the truth. If he could burn every book, he would. If he could burn every tape, he would. Why is he fighting you with everything within you? Because he wants to kill you. He wants to silence you. He said, well, I got Brother Branham, and his voice is silent. May I put hell on notice tonight? You can't silence the voice that was in the spirit. You can't silence the voice of the sign. What was in the spirit is now in the prophet. And what was in the prophet is now in the bride. The voice of God is thundering out in Happy Valley Church tonight. Living, walking, talking, breathing, evidence. Are y'all hearing me? God's not delivering his church, amen, by, by denomination. He's not living his church by education. He's not saving his people by psychology. He is saving them by the supernatural. Now, I find it quite amazing that we got preachers that like to, like to put the message on trial these days. They like to say, well, the message wasn't proven. And Brother Brad was, a, you know, we need to put it on trial. But what amazes me, Brother Brad, is they're about 56 years too late. 
because the very man that was bringing the message put his own message on trial in front of about seven congregations and every time the judge of judges came down in the building and said it's the truth it's the truth it's the same resurrected Jesus Christ that walked the shores of Galilee is back and are you hearing me this message is not on trial tonight we're beyond the trial of this message we're beyond the claim of is this message truth or not we have come to Mount Zion where the evidence is walking in human human flesh Brother Andrew, what are you saying? I'm saying people look for evidence, but here's where I want to close. They look for evidence. They try to find it. Now the part of God said, see, he said you can't have a case without having a claim. He said an acclaim means to state or assert that something is the case. Now you can typically do that without providing evidence. Jesus said, destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up. Do you realize what he done? He just made the claim of all claims. Destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up again never been done before no way it could be done unless there was a God on the scene to do it the prophet said Confucius, Buddha and Muhammad that's a good name for it, Confucius Confucius, confused, Confucius Confucius, Buddha, Muhammad all of them made claims but none of them could prove it the prophet said all these religions when we say Jesus is raised from the dead they say prove it and we say well he's in our hearts they say that their founders is in their heart but I'm so glad that Jesus left us with rock solid foundation of his resurrection he said see we are living in a dying world amongst dying people with a message of life and with an evidence of the resurrection now, I'm going to close right here because this battle is not going to get easier. It's only going to get harder. But a claim is just a claim without a confirmation or an evidence. So the strength of a claim is the evidence. You realize God made a claim to Abraham and Sarah that he would, that he would give them a child. They would have a child. The Bible says, he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. Now notice here in Genesis 18, 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? And at the time appointed. Oh, I hope you're seeing this. At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. You realize the trial came, became the trial, and the case was God's promise versus Abraham and Sarah's body. God's claim, though, became Abraham's claim. <laughs> Abraham received the claim of God and said, we're going to have a baby. Do you realize Abraham claimed that by an unseen evidence? He claimed that by an unseen evidence that there would be a visible manifestation of an unseen promise. The prophet of God reads Hebrews and says, We're in God willingly, more abundantly, to show us the heirs of promise, the mutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. It seems like that man always requires a confirmation or some sort of evidence. And the evidence of the confirmation gives us the assurity of what we're looking for. You see, the title of the car is the evidence of the car, though you haven't even seen it. And it's not even in your garage. The deed to a piece of ground is ours, though we wouldn't even see the ground or have it 
in our possession. And the title and the abstract both tell us we own the car and the property. Let me say this. Abraham, a hundred years old, his evidence got greater and greater piled up against him. His body was getting older. His hair was getting grayer. Sarah's womb was getting deader. Are you hearing me? The milk, the milk veins were drying up. Amen. Evidence. Amen. Year by year by year, evidence was getting stronger. There was more trials. There was more pressure. There was more confusions. Amen. There was all kinds of things happening. But a prophet of God said that faith is the evidence of the, to the unbeliever. He said faith is this evidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is evidence? It is a proof. So what happened to Abraham is the claim took a hold and become a substance, not just a myth. You've got a hold of something. Let me say this tonight, church. This message is not a myth. This message is a substance. And I'm preaching to some people tonight that's got a hold of it. They've got the purchasing power and the prophet of God said, Abraham, when he received the claim, began to praise God and his shoulders getting... Sarah's milk veins drying up more. Brother Daryl, there's no possible way it can happen. But Abraham just kept on praising God. On Saturday night, where are you going? Going to church. On Wednesday night, where are you going? Going to church. On Sunday morning, where are you going? Going to church. At the end of service on Wednesday night, what are you so excited about? I can't wait for Sunday morning. Are, are you hearing me? Amen. See, there was evidence against him, but he had already seen the evidence that was for him. Come on, church, I'm done right here. Brother Lance, we've seen the evidence against us. Sister Erica, we saw the evidence, the evidence against you. Amen, but there was an evidence for you. Are you hearing me? And the prophet said Noah climbed into the unseen realm and he saw the rain before the first drop ever come to the clouds. And he said, and the same thing for Abraham. He said he climbed into the unseen and on the other side, he saw Sarah holding the baby. It's got to dance a minute. He saw Sarah holding the baby. And he looked back, Brad, and he, she, her womb was still dead. But he saw her holding the baby. And he looked back, and her hair was still gray. But he saw her holding the baby. And the prophet said when he saw, amen, Sarah holding the baby, it released the faith in him that no matter what happened, we're going to have a baby. And I say tonight, church, no matter what happens, if the economy crashes, if the government goes under, I've done being, you've done being, we've done being in another land in an unseen dimension we've done seen the future home and it's dropped the faith in our hearts you say then what time is it it's time to start praising God it's time to start worshiping God it's time to forget about our problems it's time to forget about all the troubles it's time to remember one thing God made the promise and he's never told one lie and he won't start now There's some people that's come under the influence of another dimension. Now, I'll say it like this. Don't miss your hour of visitation. You say, Brother Andrew, I got questions and I've got, I can't understand everything about this message. And I, I, don't, I don't understand why Brother Brother said this. And I, I, I don't understand why we got to do certain things. But let me just say this. Mary received a message that had never been done before. And the prophet of God said, the angel delivered the message to Mary. She received the message. She said, be it unto me. And she went and testified to her husband. 
and her husband had a fear upon him. He said, Mary, now this could get us in a lot of trouble what you're preaching about. Mary, this has never happened before. This is not possible. This can't be, Mary. The prophet said, but see, one night, Joseph went to sleep. And the angel said, now Joseph, there ain't no riddle. There's nobody there can interpret it for you. So I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to make it real to you. Because there's nobody there can make it real. Are y'all hearing me tonight? If you got questions about this message, let me give you a prophetic challenge. Just go home and go to sleep. Turn you on a tape, get in your prayer closet, get by yourself, and the same angel that visited Mary was the same angel that visited Joseph, and the same angel that visited William Branham is the same angel that is walking the aisles of Happy Valley Church tonight, and he's not here to excite us. He's here to make this message so real to you. I can't make it real. The preacher can't make it real, but the angel of God coming in the church can make this message so real to you that you become an evidence. This message is real. Let the musicians come tonight. Nobody can make it real. So I'm going to make it real to you. Now don't fear to take Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Then when Joseph rose from his sleep, Oh, how his heart must have been full of newborn faith. Are y'all ready? Really, really? Ready? That mystery that had bothered him, that something that he wanted to believe, but that something he dared to believe, it was so unusual, yet was made known to him by a dream. Oh, God. New faith sprung up in his life. He said, there's no more question. No more question about it. He knew that that was the angel of the Lord. He knew that God had revealed to him just exactly the question. All questions was gone. And when God, in any way that he desires to do it, reveals to you the question that's in your mind, there's no more doubt. No more question about it. It's a revelation. When you see something in the scripture, you say, well, now I believe that was just for the apostles. I believe Jesus did that in the days gone by. But the Bible said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, just the same Jesus. Then if that seems to be a question to you and you ponder over it and you can't make it out and you see the thing happen and you wonder about it, then the angel of the Lord, in some way, if you'll be sincere, will reveal it to you. And then it's no more question, it's the truth in. And then you scream and shout. Oh, I'm so thankful. What's all this shouting about tonight? We're thankful. We're not looking for the revelation. We are the revelation. We've got the revelation. Delivered to us by the hand of Almighty God. Won't you stand to your feet tonight? Delivered to us. We've got the revelation. 
He said, Brother Andrew, the devil's fighting me like never before. No offense, but join the crowd. <laughs> he said, Brother Andrew, I just tell you what, I wish I could just get the Holy Ghost and get baptized and just, just get everything right and just go on to glory. Just leave it all behind. Just go on. Prophet of God said, you say, well, if I get baptized, the Holy Ghost, then maybe the Lord will take me. No, not only that, you're just getting ready to live. You ain't ready to live till you got the Holy Ghost. And then when you get the Holy Ghost, you're just fit to live. You wasn't fit to live before that, see? But now you're just fit to live after you got the Holy Ghost, see? Just getting ready. People say, well, I got to get ready to die. Oh, my, I'm getting ready to live. Amen. Amen. The thing of it is, get ready to live, live in Christ. A victorious life over sin. Death, hell, I already have the victory. He's my victory. He's my victory. And I'm his evidence. I am an evidence of his victory. Now do you see why I hate you, Brother Tony? You see why I hate you, church? You're the evidence. Glory. It can destroy written evidence, destroy documented evidence, but real living evidence cannot be destroyed. I was thinking about it the other day. Brother Brandon talks, Brother Billy Paul rather gives a testimony of being there in the meeting and the girl didn't have the eyeballs in her head. And the prophet of God said, or Brother, Bram, or Brother Billy Paul says, Brother Bram, stand there and he looks over and there's no eyeballs in her head. You realize there's three types of evidence. There's, there's documented evidence in a court case. There's testimonial evidence and there's real or living evidence. No eyeballs in her, in her head. And the prophet of God begins to pray for him. Brother, Bram, Brother Billy Paul says, Brother Bram stops and goes, now, you don't even have eyeballs in your head. Said, said, the Lord's here to give them to you. And he stopped and said, now, what color eyeballs do you want? She said, well, I've always heard blue is a pretty color. And the Lord Jesus came down in that building and put blue eyeballs in that girl's head. Do you realize somewhere, Brother Mac, there's written documented evidence of that? I guarantee you, somewhere in, somewhere in the library or archive, somewhere there's some documentation of that. But a fire could hit that building and that evidence could be gone. Do you realize, Brother Billy Paul, is testimonial evidence of sitting there looking at that girl receive eyeballs in her head and he can testify of it by testimonial evidence? But do you know what real living evidence is? It's when you go find that girl and she says, you know what? I, I, I always wanted to know what it was like to see the sun and what color the trees were. Everybody told me how to baptize and how to, everybody told me how to preach and how, how to have the truth of God. Everybody told me everything. I couldn't, I couldn't see nothing for myself. But one day, God, I'm using a type there. I'm not promoting women preachers. Don't take that. Said I, I, I stood there and God come down and put eyeballs in my head and I left there seeing for myself. Do you see why they can't shut us up? It's because we've seen the power of this message, not just in our pastor and preachers and the prophet. We've seen it in our own life. Amen. Glory. Amen. Living evidence. Let's bow our hearts together tonight. Thank you. Friends, how many books and tapes do we have tonight? 11, 1,200 books and tapes. That's all documented evidence. Documented evidence of this message. 
And we are so thankful to God for it. We have testimonial evidence. We have, we have uh, men's uh, preachers that was with Brother Branham, hunting with him, fished with him, different things. And we thank God for that. But friends, that evidence is not enough for an individual. I believe I'm looking tonight at real living, breathing, walking, talking, manifested, vindicated, Holy Ghost filled, living by the evidence of the new land. Evidence. This message is thus saith the Lord. You say, Brother Andrew, it's not become real to me. There's a God here tonight. The angel of the Lord is here to make it real to you. As we bow our hearts tonight, I want you to just ask the Lord, Lord, would you give me a visitation like that? How, the prophet of God said, now don't tell him how. He said, some way, if you're sincere, the way God sees fit, he will choose to reveal it to you and make it so real to you and give you a revelation. Friends, we're not looking for the revelation tonight. We've got it. We're living in the hour of the presence of the Son. And what we've received is growing, manifesting, getting bigger. Every day, another trial pushes more of that life of God out of you. Another, another trial manifests more of that life that's on the inside of you that's just not there just to walk around and say, I've got the Holy Ghost, but to push out more, to sap more of the life of Andrew Glover out and more of the life of you out to make room, more room for him. If you're not under the effect of that revelation tonight, I believe he's sure to touch you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray some way, somehow tonight, this has come together, Lord. Father, I, as I said, Lord, studying and been studying some of these thoughts for some time now and looking over some of these things. Lord, it just becomes more real to me and more real to me and more real to me, Lord. Father, just to take one one, one word of appointed time and to run that through the scriptures and see how you always come at an appointed time. Lord, you never send the revelation premature. The revelation never falters when it comes. It never changes. As I heard your prophet say today, he said the revelation that's going to be coming on these seven seals, he said, will not be contrary to the revelation that's in the word. He said, and if it is contrary to the revelation of the word, then you lay it aside. He said, revelation will never be contrary. Oh, Father, as I stand here tonight, Lord, I pray, Lord, that some way, somehow, I've been able to reach into your word and carry some of that evidence out of that land. Lord, just as men of God have given their lives and, Lord, gone to India and Africa, Lord, all over the world. Lord, as your prophet said, how I would love to go into these foreign countries and there how I'd love to set up these churches and see, see the Holy Ghost-filled men and they're preaching, scripturally trained in the message. Preaching the word. Lord, not changing what he said. Not, not adding to or trying. He just wanted to see somebody catch the, catch the vision of the revelation he was seeing. And Lord, I thank you tonight, dear God, that there's a fivefold ministry that has caught that revelation. Lord, I thank you tonight that there is assembly here. Lord, that I was privileged to be born and raised up in Father. Lord, under a ministry, oh God. Lord, that has been carrying the evidence of this new land, Lord. Service in and service out, Father. Lord, these wombs that are here tonight, dear God, these wombs were prepared, Father, prepared for the evidence of that land to be made manifest in. Now, Father, I know there's pressure, Lord, 
Lord, just as there was the same pressure and same problems, Lord, upon, upon Joshua and upon Caleb there that day, the brother Bam said those same pressures and problems are here today. But Lord, we don't have to bow to them pressures. We don't have to bend to them problems. We don't have to get in a hurry and move without you, Lord. We have received a clear-cut decision from the mind of God. Father, I pray tonight, Lord, you would strengthen these believers here. Lord, as they rejoiced and pulled up on the word tonight, Father, Lord, what a, what a liberty has been in the house of God. Lord, it's here because we're not looking for the revelation. There's not a question mark hanging over the heads of the people. Lord, there's not a, a pulpit here with a question mark hanging over it. There's an authority here. There's an anointing here. Take the land. Possess the land. Eat the evidence of the land. Become intoxicated by it. Don't eat the evidence of this land and become intoxicated by it. It's going to perish. You, you're on the threshold tonight. You're on the transition strip. You're going to step from this mortality to immortality just any day now. Oh, God, give us the grace tonight, Lord. Give us the strength to continue to eat the evidence of this land. In Jesus Christ's name. In Jesus Christ's name. In Jesus Christ's name. Can we just slip our hands up to him for just a moment? Would there be an Abraham here tonight? You say, Lord, I, the evidence is piling up greater and greater and greater and greater and greater against me. What you need to do is just break out of this scene realm. Break over into that unseen realm. I was sitting today studying, and, and the Lord is my witness. I was sitting there studying, and as I was studying, I read that quote where the prophet of God said, the city's there. It's already prepared. It's already, the, the gates are already, the doors are already hung and hinged. It's there. And just a, just a presence come over my heart. That's why the devil's fighting us so bad. Is the place is waiting on us that he got kicked out of. That dimension that he got kicked out of into this, into this world, that dimension is waiting on us. Oh, God, give us the strength tonight to pursue the land. Brother, Brother Harry, could you sing that there is a land? Anybody here homesick for that land tonight? Is the message, is the message of the hour whet your appetite? Has it, it put a hunger in you and a... And a thirst in you this, 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 this seventh seal is not a learning church it's not an education it's not a man's idea it's the releasing of Christ in the hearts of his people to possess the promises God, God wish you bless you this evening Brother Harry I've seen some pretty towns guess we just you could say hands up to it I've been about who's around us. Just I found no place to It's called to us.
Can't you see why I'm so happy? I've accepted. up here and sing this one day i'm gone to take a step
of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Spirit of God confirming His Word. Oh, what a privilege it is, friends, to be a part of this. And the old policeman there, and they said, Sir, can you tell us where's the Welch Revival? He said, You're looking at it. I am the Welch Revival. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is our day, our hour, our time, brother, sister. Amen. 
Amen. Somebody going to shut the devil up. Somebody going to tear his kingdom down. Come on, somebody. Amen. Somebody's going to vindicate this message. Amen. Amen. The word made flesh in you. Amen. We'll vindicate what Brother Brenham said was the truth. It won't be no website. Come on, somebody. It won't be no, it won't be no newspaper article trying to find a bridge somewhere. But it'll be you becoming what he said. Amen. And shutting the very devil up. Hallelujah. The very devil that torments you, you'll shut him up. Amen. What a privilege it is. What a privilege it is, friends. Oh, my. Whoo, glory. I just love the word, don't you? That stimulation of the revelation. That's the juice of them grapes. Amen. Amen. That's some real grape juice right there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You think about that. The prophet said them, them gates are already hinged. Everything placed. You know, we was building our house and uh, the, the contractor said, where do, you, where, do, where do you want the cabinets? I said, ask her. Where do you want to ask her? It's her house. Amen. Everything in this city is prepared for you. A prepared city for a prepared people. Amen. It'll match your character just perfect. And to think that the angels are breathlessly, if, if my memory serves me right, it's the only time Brother Branham ever used that word in the message, breathlessly. How long can you hold your breath? How long can an angel hold its breath? We're just an angel's breath away, friends. They're going to have to take a breath. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Isn't the word good? Isn't it good to be a Christian? Oh, I feel, God bless you, buddy. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't rub my head. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All hearts clear tonight. Have you enjoyed the word of God? May the Lord richly bless you. Amen. Remember the trustee meeting tonight and let's just bow our heads. You know, Lord, it's, it's always hard to close a service like this. The hearts are in one accord. Spirit moving from one to the other to the other. How we thank you, Lord. Lord, as we listened to the word that was coming forth, and we look back at our lives, realize, Lord, just how grateful we are that you have made these things real to us, Lord. Lord, who am I that you would reveal such great truths to me, Lord? Then we realize, Lord, that we was in your thinking before there was ever a star, before there was ever an angel. You knew the color of our eyes and the color of our hair and the age that we would come forth in. We are fulfilling what was in your mind. That once great mystery secret that was in your mind now placed in the hearts of the believers. Living out, Lord, your very thoughts, your very desires. And we thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the word we heard tonight, God, and how it stimulated our hearts, Lord, and gave us faith to take another step, Lord. We asked our, your blessings upon Brother Andrew, Lord, that you just strengthen him, dear God. 
Though even though he's young, Lord, when you minister like that, it taxes your body, Lord. May you strengthen him, we pray. Lord, be with my brothers and my sisters as they make their way home. Take them all safely home tonight, we pray. Lord, if there be any among us that are sick, Lord, or maybe feeling weary, may, Lord, as they go home tonight and meditate upon these things, may the stimulation of the revelation move upon them, Lord, and may oppression and depression and sickness and troubles just all fade away as they break into a worship serving the living God. Lord, we just commit these things into your hands now for your glory. And to we meet again, Lord, be with each one, we pray. We just love you, Lord. We just want to thank you, dear God, once again, Lord, for revealing these things to our hearts. How we love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sending us Elijah. Lord, there's not a person in this building that was looking for him. But you sent him to find us, Lord. How we thank you for that. How we thank you for that, Lord. Oh, may we ride that camel. May we ride that power to our bridegroom, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, saints. Do you love him tonight? Ain't it been good to be in church? Amen. May the Lord bless you. Sing us happy, Brother Harry. Sing us happy tonight. Amen. May the Lord bless you richly. Amen. Praise the Lord. When I come to the end of my journey, live my lifetime for this day, Lord. I just saw the light and I'm getting a little bit anxious. I started out walking but I'm running the last mile home. Yes, I started out Never once has my God led me wrong.